0: Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people just like you. I am your host, John Katsavos, and today we have an incredible guest joining us. Please welcome Sterling Walker, an online coach specializing in fitness, mindset, nutrition, and personal development. Sterling's journey is truly inspiring. Fitness became his lifeline, helping him navigate through homelessness, anxiety, and depression. Today, he's here to show us that by mastering our bodies, we can also master our minds, a superpower that no one can take away from us but ourselves. Sterling's story is a testament to the power of gratitude and resilience. From sleeping in the back of a restaurant due to a family altercation he wasn't directly involved in to eventually finding a place with his college wrestling teammates, he faced countless struggles with little money he could only afford peanuts from a gas station for sustenance. In our conversation today, we'll dive into a range of fascinating topics. We'll explore the profound connection between fitness and stress management, uncovering how taking care of our bodies can positively impact our mental well-being. We'll delve into the body-mind connection, mindset, personal development, and how fitness can boost confidence. Now, if you're ready to take your life to the next level, I have an exciting opportunity for you. Join the Fitness Oracle newsletter today and gain exclusive access to a range of incredible perks. As a subscriber, you'll be the first to know about our new episodes getting early access before they're released to the public. But that's not all. As a subscriber, you'll also receive A personal one-on-one phone call with me will discuss your fitness goals and lifestyle goals and how we can help you achieve them. Plus, you'll gain free access to our private community where we hold engaging community calls to discuss the episodes and how you're applying the lessons to your life. And there's even more. As a member of our exclusive community, you'll have access to some exciting programs that we're launching so you can continue your journey toward health and wellness. So don't wait any longer. Join the Fitness Oracle newsletter today and embark on your transformative journey towards a healthier, happier you. Now get ready for an inspiring conversation with Sterling Walker and get ready to unlock your true potential. sterling welcome to the show hey nice having me on john i'm happy it's uh honored to have you on here uh how did the arm wrestling competition go you're the first arm wrestler that i have on the show so this is uh this is a great great episode that we're
1: gonna have My arms are pretty sore but uh i did good man uh, you know i came first at uh 198 and the amateurs for the first um first place on left hand and the right hand um mm-hmm. I've only been training for it for about two years now. This is my second competition. I just don't compete too much because of work. But uh, this is my first time competing in Dallas since I just moved here. Uh, recently, I moved from Vegas. So that's where my team and uh, my first competition was. So testing the waters out here in Dallas, and we'll see how it goes from here. Very good. Very good. And congratulations on getting first first place, and uh, congrats on that. That's a big accomplishment. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. i still kind of sore, but getting through the pain getting through the pain (laughs) um i always kick off the show uh with
0: these two questions um what got you first interested in the work that you do let's kick it off with that one with the personal training and fitness and all that
1: well what started me into it was um well start about two years ago you know i started doing my fitness a while ago but uh I picked up with my training for a little bit and I started being more consistent. Then my wife was telling me, he's like, maybe you should be a personal trainer. But uh, I just didn't have no confidence in it. I was like, I don't, I don't see myself training people like that. But I've always had people mention to me, like, Hey, you know, how do you get in shape? How do you do this? How do you do that? But it wasn't until I stumbled across um, a guy that was formerly my coach and mentor on uh, Wes Watson and um, he was a real motivational speaker. And he was talking about how, when you're a man, you know, if you fail, if they fall. You got to lead from the forefront. And that goes from being the leader physically, mentally, you know, emotionally, financially, everything. So uh, that really kicked, started me into, you know, focusing on helping other people. And because, you know, I wanted to help my wife get in shape. She's always wanted to be in t- tip top form. So I uh, started with her helping her train the people around me. And then from there, you know, I I started seeing myself, like, hey, you know, I can help other people do this. So, you know, I started about six months ago and um, just been going hard ever since there, spreading my knowledge and helping people just build themselves up physically and mentally. Awesome. Uh, have there ever been any moments where you just wanted to say, screw this, I'm just going to get a nine to five and just numb out? Well, actually, no, I still do have my nine to five, but hey, you know, um, there's always moments, man, where I'm just like, you know, like it's, it's just really going how I wanted to, you know, the ups and downs, but I always keep in mind that, you know, the down moments is where there's something I got to learn to get to the high moments. Cause you know, everything's about yin and yang. You know, I can't have the highs without the lows, the lows without the highs. They wouldn't make them worth it if I didn't have those things. So on those days where it's like, you know, I just don't see anything going or the progress isn't as going as fast as I want it. I just always ground myself and say, this is the character building moment. You've had quite a youth
0: it's been uh, to to say to say the least it's been a roller coaster ride for you yeah. how important has fitness been in your transformation from being homeless to
1: where you are today i mean this, that's honestly been the biggest thing for me and the number one thing in my life because um Fitness doesn't spread just to, you know, just the physical. It's really helped me with my mental health, being stable and grounded emotionally. But, um, I mean, for me, man, it's like, you know, from the times when I was homeless, going through these types of struggles and whatnot, you know, fitness has helped me look at my perspective and understand that even though things around me might not be in my control, I always had control of my health and my wellness. And the more I focused on being on control of what I do have control of, the less stressful my life was, the less stressful I was worried about things that were out of my control. So, you know, fitness always helps me every day in my day-to-day life to be focused on what I do have control versus what I don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I I know exactly, I haven't been homeless, but I,
0: I know how important fitness is mentally uh, for for somebody. I mean, going through depression is not an easy thing. Going through uh, hardships is not an easy thing but when you have that 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 distraction I, l- I like to use fitness as a distraction like going to the gym as a distraction how mm-hmm. do you see it fall into your plane how did you see it fall into into your life
1: when you were in the thick of it oh the big thing for me is um I always like to base everything on um energies and vibrations or frequencies because you know no matter what people believe you know the life is all about energy and the thing is um I noticed when I was younger going through those hardships, you know, when I woke up in the morning, I'll be negative. But when I took that time to work on myself and raise myself out of those low frequencies into a higher one through fitness or high elevated intensity trainings, I went from, you know, saying like, man, life sucks. Like sometimes I just didn't think I was going to make it through it. Like, fuck this. I, don't, I can't do this to, you know, coming out those gym sessions, pushing myself to, looking at the solution saying like, you know, I got control over this, like this might be hard, but I'm going to get through this. And, you know, that's what's so important about training. You know, the way you train does correlate to your life, because when you train hard and you push yourself, you're, you know, you're training your mind and your physical to be like, you know, this is tough, but I'm going to push through it. And those things all just boil down and spill right over into your regular life. So when things get hard there, you know, you're already used to pushing. So you just correlate that thing to your your day to day to life, your job, your relationships. you say, oh, it's hard now. But if I push through, the reward is going to come later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, do you find that uh, that there was a, a,
0: an instant in the moment when you were in the gym? Did you take your anger with you in the
1: gym and take it out on the weights like I do very often? Yeah, very often, man. I mean, you know, when I work out and, um, you know, I like to work out by myself. When I work out with people, I always tell people, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting emotional, using your emotions to your advantages in the gym. Because, you know, you know, I've lost a friend to suicide. I lost my cousin. He was um, not too much older than me. Got hit by a car, sadly. You know, I lost my grandmother. She was sick and, you know, further on, but still sad losing her. But, um, you know, I took those stressful emotions into the gym and just pushed myself harder. You know, you know, I tell people all the time when I'm training, you know, I think of like, you know, when I'm bench pressing specifically or squats, I'm like, if I don't lift this, this is going to fall on, you know, my friend is going to fall on my cousin. It's going to fall on my grandma. If I don't get this up and, you know, I get that last rep out, and, you know, doing that stressful times in the gym and just taking it all in there. I just end up coming out feeling way better and I'm no longer just feeling that heavy burden on my shoulders. No more. I just lift it all off me through the gym. So, that's what I always use when I'm going through a stressful moment. And if I can't get to weights, you know, I hit the ground and do burpees or some, you know, some push-ups, and that helps as well. Oh yeah. Cardio or deadlifts? You know, man, I'll be honest with you. They're both intense and they both help a lot, but, uh, you know, it comes down to what you like. I mean, I love hitting deadlifts. I hit some heavy deadlifts. It's like the same thing. It'll, it'll get the stress right off me, especially lifting something heavy, but Cardio too, when I get tired and I don't want to run that extra, you know, mile, I'll run it and then it, it's the same effect. That stress that I had, I'll just go right away. Yeah,
0: I'm uh, I'm actually kind of torn between the two as well. To be honest with you, I'll be I'm I'm a little
1: torn. Um yeah, yeah it's uh they're both good. <laughs> yeah, I love both man. I love the weights and I I do, you know, I like high intensity training. So, you know, I like sprints and stuff like that. I'll still jog if I need to. But um I've always hated long distances. But when I used to train in wrestling, my coach would tell me he's like, You're such a good runner, man. He's like, you should run. I was like, I'm only running because you're making me run. <laughs> That's it. I would not be running on my own time if I had the choice. <laughs> uh
0: do you find like do you find like it's a little bit like uh like a meditation kind of thing while you're at the gym? Because I'm like you. I really like working out by myself. I don't like working out with partners. And it's it's <laughs> It's, it's like, it's like this, this time it's me time. It's sacred time for me to be inside me kind of thing and deal with my own crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really big thing for me. I, I can agree. Cause um, you know, I've had friends that wanted to train and get in shape and I don't mind training with them. But um just for me, when I train by myself, it really gives me a time to reflect, look at my life through in between sets and resting. And you know, it gives me that me time to work on me. Cause I think that's what a lot of men need nowadays They need more time to focus on themselves because, you know, as men, the world demands so much of you. And when you get going into the thick of it in the day from your work, you know, relationships at home, you know, everything, everything takes so much time for men that men don't really get too much time to focus on themselves. I mean, for me, that's why I love waking up early, because, you know, if I wake up at three and work out at four, I don't start working until like later in the day till eight or nine. That gives me a lot of hours just to focus on what's stressing me. I could reflect on it and, you know, it takes a big burden off my shoulders versus going right into the day. You know, I work on everything and it's like I'm never focused on myself enough to where I can bring 100 percent to the table. I'm only bringing like 60 percent because I'm just straight out of bed going right into it. First, I work on myself and I build myself up more so I can get more to my life.
0: Let's touch up on that a little bit, because uh, three o'clock in the morning is a little bit early to be waking up to be flat out honest, um, I, I know through the circadian rhythm, your, your brain is going through a psychological repair at mm-hmm. 3.00
1: AM. Um, do you go to bed earlier
0: to wake up at 3.00 AM?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I like to go to bed at nine, but it just depends. Cause you know, my wife, she likes to go to bed a little later. So sometimes I might be up a little bit later, but, um, I still give myself rest days to go through that sleeping period to get enough rest. Cause rest is important for training. And, you know, just to recuperate. But um, I wake up from either three to three thirty depends because uh, previously before I did my job I'm doing now. I mean, I used to have to work at like five forty five, six in the morning. So and I like to get my workouts before work. So I woke up at three, maybe three thirty and just get my workout in and then it just helped me regulate my day. So when I go through the stresses a day, that workout really helped me just have a good state of mind. You don't feel that you're a little bit groggy in the middle of the afternoon kind of thing? No, no, honestly no. At first I did, you know, just going through it at first, but after you start doing it and then you notice how you feel versus when you don't, you know, I felt perfectly fine. You know, because when I didn't work out and I'll go to work or deal with the stresses of the day, I just find myself so negative and, you know, just having a low perspective on things. When I work out, you know, I might feel a little bit tired if I stop moving during the day. But um, I mean, I'm always pretty much active and I've always had a better peace of mind when I push myself in the morning versus trying to do it later in the day after work when I have less energy. And just so you and I are clear, um, I love waking up early in the morning.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, being a personal trainer, you kind of have to be up at like four, four thirty, just so you can get to the gym to train your clients, but, uh, at 5.00 AM. So I get the benefit of waking up early in the morning. So uh, I just, there's a lot of people out there that, um, that would argue the fact that waking up at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning is bad for you. Um, And there I've seen studies where um, the less sleep that you get, the more detrimental it is for you as you get older. Um, Do you feel that you're more sharper after, after you wake up early in the morning, go to the gym and maintain that physical activity throughout the day, rather than just, waking up in the morning, go to go go to work.
1: Yeah, I feel a complete huge difference versus doing that versus just going straight into the thick of it. I mean, like I said, the stresses that I have and the way um, I take on life, it all correlates to how I do my morning routines. And if um, I don't do my morning routines, man, I just, I really can't stay as sharp and stay on point as I usually like. I usually will have like the stresses of life starting to go too much into my ear and I'll overthink things. But When I take that time to wake up in the morning, you know, it really grounds me and it brings me into a mind state of like, you know, anything that's coming at me is just here to build me. It's not here to break me. And I know I understand a lot of people have different theories and whatnot, how they feel with waking up in the morning or whatnot. But I know it personally helps me. And um, I've had other people try it, too. And, you know, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's not the same. But I just know personally for me and my experience, when I wake up at that time and I do my thing, It might suck in the beginning when I get out of bed, but as soon as I get going in my day, I just thank God I'm like, thank God I did that workout. I love how
0: you have that morning routine, and I swear by morning routines and evening routines and afternoon routines. I have routines throughout the entire day, well, except for Sundays, which is just everything. is just a mess for me on Sundays. But Mm -hmm. um, how long do your morning routines last, and what does it generally
1: consist of? So usually for me, in my morning routines, I like to wake up at either 3 or 3.30 in the morning. I get dressed, uh, go to the gym. I usually like to stay in the gym from like maybe 45 to at the most like an hour and a half. I don't want to be in there too long. And then um, I come home, I let my dogs out, use the bathroom in the backyard, feed them. And then I just take about 30 minutes if I have more time, maybe an hour. But I usually take 30 minutes just to jot down all my inspirations, things that I'm after, things that I've accomplished. I like to speak in terms that I've already accomplished it and um, really reflect on my morality and what I'm going after. Because, you know, I think too many times in life we get so caught up in the moment and think that, you know, we have forever, but we really don't. So I always like to reflect on that after I work out what I'm in a good state of mind of what am I after? What do I need to do to get this? And um, understand like time isn't forever for everybody. So, gotta just get after it every day as much as i can it's interesting that's
0: interesting that you do your it's I, I call it my to-do list my to-do list <laughs> mm-hmm. um i usually do it after my route my routine but my routine doesn't include the workout which is quite interesting like uh, you, you're you're putting your to-do list right after you go to the gym and you work out all that stuff that you had bent up over the day before and everything so it's it's quite interesting have you tried to do the to-do
1: list before the gym? Yeah, I've tried to do it before, but um like I said for me it's just always better when I do my workout first, then I do my to-do list. This puts me in a better state of mind and taking on the day. Let's change
0: gears a little bit here and then talk a little bit about the mind-body connection. Um I came into experience this when I was a teenager where if I thought about the muscle that I was working, I was focused on the muscle that I was working, the muscle would grow quicker. Have you ever experienced anything like that? And what do you mean by mind-body connection to help increase your fitness and control your body a little bit more?
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, with training, the big thing is um, a lot of people when they train... They don't focus so much on that. They focus more on the movement. But um when you really get that mind muscle connection, it gets you a better um overall it works the muscle. You get a better connection. And overall you feel more accomplished because you're going and working something that you're actually trying to work towards. A lot of people will go into the gym without that mind muscle connection. And when they work out, they'll be like, you know, I'm doing squats, but um, I'm feeling my lower back or I'm I'm doing bench press, but I'm feeling my shoulders, you know. Some of that still dials down to form and whatnot, but um, a lot of people have to leave the ego at the door, and you know, lighten up the weight, focus on what you're trying to work on, keep the position straight, and um, really don't be too eager because I know a lot of people in the gym, people have that a uh, rush. I call it the lottery mindset. They think they're going to the gym for a few months and like, bam, I'm gonna get it. And so this is a long term game, man. You know, I I want to look like certain certain people, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, one day maybe. I'm not going to be taking what he takes, but, uh, you know, I want to look like that one day. But it's it's a long term game. And uh, once you learn to fall in love with the process, that's when you start to understand, like, that's what it's really all about. You fall in love with the feeling. So you stick to it versus just the results because the results never come as fast as we want. So that's what the big thing for me. So, yeah, like you said, all back to my muscle connection It's really important in the gym that people get that mind muscle connection and uh, leave the ego at the door. Cause it'll really change your workouts. You won't just feel like you're just going through the motions. Cause I've trained people and they'll just go through the motions so fast. And I'm like, eh, the workout was good. And I was like, so how did you, how are you feeling this? He's like, yeah, I kind of feel it. And I'm like, all right, well, I want you to tweak your form just a little bit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this feels like 20 times heavier. I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, my muscle connection goes a long way in training. But
0: it's, it's also interesting because it, it also helps the other person or helps people remove their remove themselves from their everyday life and puts them focused on the task at hand
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's a big thing because i mean you know um it's like falls into the anxiety thing anxiety falls onto people that focus too much on the future and if you focus too much on the next step ahead you'll never be able to take on the task that's in front of you so when you're in the gym, like you said, you focus on that mind muscle connection, you just focus on what's in front of you versus what's next, what's next. You learn to stay grounded in the moment and you actually get a lot more done versus saying like what's next, what's next, what's next? Cause you just never really focus on what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I love, I love doing that with my
0: clients too. So it's like focus on this. Don't focus on what's next. I, lo- I love that. Uh do you do any like um mindset exercises, not just in the gym, but like at home? And what does it really, could does it consist of anything and what are
1: they? Uh, the biggest thing that I'll say for my mindset training, it really comes down to like when I'm in the thick of it, when I'm in the thick of something, Um, I always come back to how I talk to myself in those hard moments. I always come back to the mindset of this isn't here to break me. It's here to build me. You know, what is this trying to teach me instead of saying like, like, what was me? Because it's so easy for us to play victim in the midst of everything. But once we start to look at it, because everything's all perspective, something bad might happen to me and it might happen bad to the next person. But it's all about the perspective, of how they look at it. And that's how people get over things. Because I like mentioned before, I mean, you know, when I was homeless, there was two, two perspectives there because my father was homeless with me for a bit. On his spectrum, you know, he was contemplating suicide. And whatnot, But for me, even though we were both kind of in the same boat, I was able to have a perspective like, you know, this is a tough time, but I got control of this and I can get through this. You know, it might be tough right now, but it doesn't rain every day in Seattle. So perspective is really important for um, anything you do to get you over that hump. That's a hard place to live to to be in.
0: Um, I've almost been homeless twice this year. And uh, I know how much of a, in my own hometown of Toronto. So I know how hard it can be to get out of that kind of headspace. Mm-hmm. And it takes a very strong man to, to have a positive outlook like you did when you were, when you were homeless in, in Seattle. I mean, it, it takes a very strong man to do that. So I give you applause for that and uh, give you praise for that because. Was there like anything, any exercises that you did? Um, any, anything that uh, you focused on? Like, I'm sure that there's some people out there listening to this right now that are in that kind of headspace right now that, you know, the world is. The world is coming to an end for them and they don't
1: know how to get out of there. What could you say to somebody like that? I'll say the best thing that that I did when I was working out to keep me out that uh, negative mindset space was always because you know a lot of people think hey I don't got weights I don't have this and I said use your body weight that's the best thing you can use I mean in high school I never had weights like that I had to use body weights so you know if you don't have a pull-up bar you do push-ups and if you think push-ups is too easy the perfect mantra is burpees and I know a lot of people don't like burpees but the thing is one you don't like it right so you need to do it so you learn how to do something you don't like but number two you go from being down on the ground to getting back up. And that teaches you that when you're on the ground, you have to get back up. You know, I used to do burpees out the ass for hours until I can get myself out of that mindset. And, you know, just doing it halfway, I'll go from that mindset of saying, this is like, I was like, what's the point of going on anymore to saying, like, I could still keep going. It's like, I got through this so I can get through this. So it's important that um people understand that, um, working out is not just always about the physical. It's all about the mental mind state of how you bring yourself up from out those lows. Cause it's not just always about just the physical uh, mindset or physical perspective for people. The people that you see in the gym that are there every day, it's, it's a feeling that they're getting. It's a way of life that they're getting. If it was just about, you know, looks people that you see in the gym, they wouldn't be there. Like they are. I wouldn't be working out like I would. I do it for the feeling. Like I said, um, I have to work out in the morning just to keep my mind space right. Cause if I don't and I take on those same tasks, I just never could look at them or tackle them the same way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, whenever I've done it for looks, I always fall out of the gym. Whenever I do it for the feeling of, you know, feeling better and feeling more connected, I'm always in the gym for extended periods upon time, like year, two years. Mm-hmm. Um but you brought up an an uh, an, an interesting point. Uh, the people that don't have, let's say, that, let's say they don't have the money to go to have a gym membership or a martial arts membership or whatever to be using calisthenics. burpees. I hate. That's <laughs> why you do a bore. Yeah, I, 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 I got. <laughs> I, I gotta do more burpees.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I, I do agree with you. It's it's hard to be angry when you're doing something that you hate it's easier to be angry at the thing that you're doing that you hate and it kind of gets your mind unfocused from there have you noticed that have, have have you ever noticed that it's it's um it's easier for me to hate the thing that i'm doing than hate other stuff yeah while i'm doing it
1: yeah definitely but um <laughs> yeah i mean like you said with the burpees like hate them burpees i i hate them but um you know, I love the feeling that I get after them. So, you know, when I don't have n- no weights around me or say if I'm going through a stressful moment, some people might look at me crazy, but sometimes I'll take myself to the side and I'll just do some burpees. And I'm like, man, it's like you work out 24-7. And I was like, well, you know, life is 24-7 and my mindset is 24-7. So I got to keep that regulated because if I don't, it's like I say, the world, the world will brainwash you. So it's important that people brainwash themselves first before the world brainwash you with what it wants to brainwash you with. So, you know, you got to take control of your mindset by inputting what you want to put input to it. I love that. Brainwash yourself before the world brainwashes you.
0: I really do love that. Let's talk a little bit about achieving goals and mindset. A lot of people, a lot of people, and you've seen this, I'm 100% sure you've seen this. In six months time, the gyms are going to be packed. Mm. Just jam-packed with all these people who want all these goals to be achieved and this and this and this and that, and they're going to be, um, these lofty goals. How do you help people, um, bring a little bit of reality to their lofty goals and try to not get them into the, into those, uh, new year's new year's resolutioners kind of mindset.
1: Well, the big thing is um, people are too much into instant gratification. As soon as they do something, they want gratification for it right away. So the big thing I stress about is delayed gratification. So when we do something, instead of just focusing on just the results, like I said before, you got to focus on the feeling. Because, you know, a lot of people want things so fast. And the thing is, we'll just never get things on time the way we want it. I know we want things, you know, we might want these cars in this next year. We want that house in these next five years. We want this. We want that. But it's not technically what we need. What we need is what we have in this present moment. And that's what people got to focus on. So I try to take people really out that aspect of focusing on what I need or what I want versus what do you really need? Because a lot of things that we have are just things that we want. We don't really need them as much as we think we do. And if we were actually to take time to take those things away, we will understand more that hey, I don't really just need these. I'm just in a state of desire. And that's what the, um, this always brings me back to um, frequency. You know, when people are in a low frequency or a low state of mind, we're in a state of desire. We're in states of temptation. We're always looking at like, I need this or we'll play that victim. But when we take time to uh, work on ourselves and we get ourselves out of that low, we under- start to understand that everything that we ever could ever really want or need, it all stems from us. Like the cars, the clothes, all those things, we put the happiness into those things. They don't bring the happiness to us. So once we learn to produce happiness from ourselves, then we start to understand, like, I don't need those things because I got everything I can ever need from right here. And if I don't feel like it, I just need to work on myself so I can produce the happiness from myself. Do you think social media has accelerated
0: this instant gratification?
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think a lot of people get caught up in social media and th- don't understand that a lot of social media is just highlights. People are highlighting their life and not telling the story of it because people understand nobody likes the story of a person that just had all the ups. People like the story of people triumphing over the the hurdles. Like, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the movie Rocky. That's my mm-hmm. favorite movie, man. And I remember my dad showed me that as a kid. We always watched that before, you know, wrestling tournaments. But um, the story was so great because he went through all the turmoils, but he ended up coming out on top. So, you know, people have to get out that um, mindset of just saying, like, things are just going to keep going up because everything is polarity. It's yin and yang. You're not going to enjoy the ups unless you have the downs, and you can't get through the downs unless you understand the ups. Because when you're going through the hard, hard um, states and hard times, you got to understand that if you're going through something hard – that means it's setting you up later down the line for something better. And when the better times come, you just have to learn to enjoy those moments because the hard times are going to come back. But they're just coming back to teach you something more so you can bounce back even further the next time the good times come. There is something that you said there,
0: just managing the the, the ups and downs. Um, I don't know if you follow hockey. Do you follow hockey at all? no not too much no uh, one of the coaches uh, from the tampa bay lightning john cooper actually had a, this one saying that i really 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 love don't let your highs get too high and don't let your get, lows get too low and mm-hmm. um i'm trying to implement that myself in my own life right now because there's a lot of there's a lot of lows that i went through and i went too low into my lows and there's a lot of highs that are coming into the future near future and I'm trying not to let them get too high how do you one do you agree with the concept of not letting your highs get too high and your lows getting too low and how do you how would you help somebody to stay in that middle middle ground
1: yeah I completely agree with that because um I mean when I was younger you know I really had a bad self-image of myself I didn't have too much self-confidence and um you know I would get really into a low and I'll push myself even lower to where I almost was always in that low, but um, there's a difference between being in the low and then pushing yourself lower. Like, for example, I could tell myself, you know, if I look in the mirror and I don't look the way I want to look or feel the way I want to feel, I can tell myself, you know, I'm going to keep feeling this way unless I push myself to be better versus just saying, you know, I'm just a fat piece of shit. I'm I'm nothing. I'm that. And that's what a lot of people struggle with. People are so quick to talk down on themselves. And they're not giving themselves actually constructive criticism. You need to be more constructive with your criticism, not just I'm just a fat loser. You need to say, if I keep doing these habits, if I keep following these steps, then my life is just going to keep going in the same path. And the same thing with the highs, you know, people get caught up so much in the highs. They think they're untouchable and they just think it's going to last forever. But the rise is always going to end eventually. So, you know, the best thing for me, I found is just, you know, when the highs come, I just, I just enjoy the moments as they come. I enjoy it. I don't get too far off onto it, but I just understand like, you know, it's here to enjoy. So I enjoy it while it is, but um, I always fall back into my routines. Like my routines is what really keeps me grounded, like waking up early in the morning and working on myself. It keeps me disciplined. So when I do have those highs, I understand, okay, I'm going to enjoy it now. And then when the lows come, I'm going to go through it, but I understand these are just here to strengthen me. And I just keep going through those cycles, getting stronger and stronger. I love it. I love it.
0: Um, I love how you put the routines in there to keep yourself grounded because a lot of people once they get into that, into those low lows, the, or into the high highs,
1: those routines just go out the window. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's crazy because it's so easy to get caught up. Like you said, when you're in the highs, you're like, okay, I'm here now. So what do I need to do what I did before to get here anymore? And, um, it's like, uh, it's like my coach told me, he said, personal development is the number one important thing and people would think, oh, well, I don't need personal development. But the reason is, is when you look at people that won the lottery, right, they win the money. And then in the next five to six years, they, they fuck up all the money. And the reason being is because they never developed the person that can actually handle the money. And it's the same thing with looks and physique. If I was to give somebody all the muscles and the physique in the world, or if I gave some random guy the muscles and all the world you probably just go out there and be a damn weirdo and just like start <laughs> trying to take a shirt off and flex in front of all the chicks, just come off weird or try to beat up a bunch of guys. And it's because he never personally developed the person that can handle the success, the person that can handle the muscles. So that's why people got to understand that you got to under uh, enjoy the moment and enjoy the process because the process is going to build you into that person that can handle it. So when the thing has come, you know that you can maintain it because you're the person that can actually handle it. Versus if you just give somebody everything they ever and all they're going to do is mess it up because they don't have the mindset strong enough to obtain it and maintain it at the same time. What
0: about on the flip side? Because I've seen this as a personal trainer. I've I've experienced this uh, myself as well, where um, you do get the muscles. You do get that 100-pound weight loss in a year, and you still see yourself as that skinny, scrawny little kid. You still see yourself as that fat sack of shit you still see yourself as, um, not what the world is seeing, but what you saw a year ago, six months ago, how do you help somebody, um, um, see themselves for who
1: they are now, rather than who they were in the past? I mean, the big thing I will say is because, um, I mean, body dysmorphia is a real big thing and it's real easy to always focus on the past, but, um, you really just got to focus on the moment and enjoy that. Because for me, like, it's so easy for me to get caught up and say, oh, I I still feel like the same person I was before or feel like this and that. But the thing that's helped me to stay present in the moment was um, when I worked on myself, I had to focus on the now, not focus on what I was back then. Because when you focus so much on what you were, your mindset is going to project what you think about. So if you're just constantly thinking about, I was this, I was that, you were those things, but you have to focus on what are you now? Because if you're focusing on what it was, you're never going to enjoy what you actually have. So whenever I get into those moments saying, like, I'm not as big as I want to be or I'm not as far as long as I want to be, I have to really, really be realistic with myself. Like, am I projecting uh, the thoughts from my past into the now or am I just being realistic on what I really have now so I can move forward? Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 not an easy
0: thing to do. Uh, uh, I, i'm talking about it uh, from experience like when i was in my mid-20s uh, i took half a cycle of uh, some quote-unquote help mm. and i grew like a monster i just i just exploded and uh, i still saw myself as skinny i still i was benching three almost 350 i weighed 160 pounds i was bench pressing like more than 100% of my body weight. Mm-hmm. And I still saw myself as skinny and everybody around me was like, what are you taking? I'm like, I wouldn't tell them that I was taking anything, but I just, I saw myself skinny. And, and it was, it's, it's, um, it was not just with myself. It's with a client, with an old client of mine who lost a hundred pounds and she still saw herself as a, as that fat girl. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't up until somebody else pointed it out to her where she started to see herself as different. And it's the hardest thing that I've been able, that I've been struggling with is trying to help people understand to live in the moment. What are some of the tools that you use to help people
1: live in this moment? The biggest thing I've used to help people live in the moment is always training and working on themselves and the self-talk. Cause they both go hand in hand. Cause a lot of people think that you can just think yourself into a positive mindset, but it takes action to actually bring yourself into that positive state of mind. So it's like my wife, for example, she's been in those moments where she's felt like, you know, I'm not changing. I'm not this, I'm not that. And I'll tell her, okay, what I want you to do is we're going to go to the gym, we're going to work out or we'll be at home after we did our workouts. She might be back in that state of mind. I said, okay, we're going to drop on the floor and do those burpees. There's something about when you actually work and push yourself through a workout or through an activity that you truly love that takes your mind off of the uh, future or past. It just helps you come into that uh, positive state of mind to where you're no longer fluctuating into the future or too far into the past. And that's the biggest reason why I stuck to fitness is because when I don't do those things, then that's when I start to creep into saying like, oh, Stur, you, you know, you, you're still a piece of shit. Oh, you're this and you you ain't that, you ain't this. So that's why I tell people it's more than just just the workouts. If you get on the ground and do 20 burpees, I guarantee you from the beginning of that burpee, when you were saying you weren't shit to when you get to that 20th one, you're not going to be thinking that same way. And then if you still feel that same way, I want you to do 20 more and keep going. And I guarantee you by the time you finish, you're going to be like, wow, I feel like a whole different person because like for me, my biggest struggle in life was always social anxiety. I mean, when I was a kid, my father didn't let us out the house too much. He was kind of a paranoid guy, but um, I never had too much social experience with people. And it wasn't until I actually, I actually got a sales job that I sucked at it, but it got me out of my bubble. But it wasn't until I um got out of my circle and I started talking more and working on myself more. I started understanding like, okay, you know, I'm not, this this weird social anxiety guy that I I am it's just really I'm just in a low frequency state of mind that's all it was but then when I worked on myself I pushed on myself I was like I wasn't feeling that sense of like oh I'm worried about what this person is going to say I'm worried about what this person is going to say I was just focused on me and I say you know I'm me I'm comfortable in my skin and I just move forward from there so I tell people all the time hey if you're thinking too much of like I'm not this I'm not that you need to get on the ground and hit some burpees, and I guarantee you, you're just in a low frequency state. That's all, because that's all you see when you're in, in a low frequency state. You just see the negatives. You don't see nothing positive about yourself. But once you raise yourself out that low, that's when you go from saying, "Oh, I'm this," to, you know, "I'm I actually am this." Like I am a better person, or whatnot. You keep touching up on this, and I wanna, I wanna dig a little bit deeper on this low
0: frequency states, and how exercise helps push you out of. those low frequency states and uh i'm a huge 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 believer in frequencies and because we are frequency um Mm -hmm. we 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 vibrate on on uh on a very high level frequency and um well it fluctuates and uh you've 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 touched up on it quite a bit and uh i want to dig a little bit more deeper can you explain a little bit more on how somebody can other than other than shifting from um just using exercise do you think like listening to different types of music for example for eating different types of food for using different likeologies when it comes to like 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 meditation
1: stuff like that do you use any of that to help increase people's frequencies yeah definitely because um even though workout out is a good thing you know i tell people you know when you focus on saying an activity that you truly love It'll actually help you take yourself out of that low state of mind and get you more grounded into where you're just focusing on your passion so much that you're no longer experiencing that anxiety and depression. Like for me, example, I like bowling and I love drawing. And I've noticed that if, um, say, if I have a rest day from the gym and I just take a moment to go out bowling or draw a bit, it'll actually take my mind off of so much of focusing on the future and the past to where after I finish drawing or I finish, you know, meditating or writing down my goals, it actually helps me stay more grounded in what I'm doing. And people call that more flow state. That's what it's actually called when you're in a state of flow to where you're not overflowing to like into anxiety and depression. So I tell people, you know, you don't have to work out every single day. I'm not the advocate just for that. You know, if you love the gym, I say go for it. But um, it's important, you know, you still work out on yourself because how you look at yourself is important and it helps a lot with your health. But um, find interests that you love and work on yourself. Cause you can do those things as well and you'll find yourself being way more grounded than what you were before. Uh, I love
0: it. Do you, do you believe that specific locations can play a role on a person's uh, frequency, the,
1: their, their different states of being? Yeah, I definitely believe that can be, but um, at the same time, all that stuff isn't within our control as well. Like I've been to places where I felt off or whatnot but um, you got to focus on the control that you have over your own frequency. So even though there might be a position where things might not be positive around you, you can still can control the positivity within yourself. I mean, I've heard plenty of stories of people going to prison. Or like, for example, when I was homeless, you know, you're not in a position that you want to be. It's not specifically a high-frequency state place. But as long as you focus on what you have control of, you can understand that I could still be a positive person in a negative position. I could still push that positivity to get me out of that negative situation.
0: But you, all, you almost have like this resilient, uh, never quit. I don't want to quit. I don't. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna let life take me too down. Kind of attitude. That's what I'm. That's what I've been picking up over the last what 45 minutes, and it's it's kind of in, it's it's very inspiring. I uh, will tell you you're a very inspiring young man and uh, I'm I'm grateful for that. I but appreciate there's there's a there's a lot of people out there that are just completely down and out and they don't have that 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 fight inside of you. Like yeah. like you do. You you have this you have this this um this fight inside of you and and it's admirable. Let me just get that straight. I love it when I see a young man with a fight inside of him and is 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 life is never enough how do you help um through all your techniques through all the stuff that we talked about what are some what what's do you have like a three-step program that you could help people to learn the
1: fight that you have inside of you without obviously getting becoming homeless oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you don't need to become homeless to, be, to build a fight but um I mean, the the one step I could say is always take yourself out the equation. Well, in the beginning, I'll say, focus on what you need to do to better yourself. But then step two is take yourself out the equation, especially as a man, because as men, we're meant to provide and we feel better when we can provide for our people and the people that look up to us. So when you understand that I'm not just doing this stuff for me, I'm doing it for the people that look up to me. I have to take care of these people. You start going from saying like, I don't want to do this because, you know, you don't want to do this. Like there's days I don't want to wake up for the gym, but I have to, because I have other people that, you know, for example, are going through some tough times and they're like, this might be my day where I just need to give up. But me getting up and showing people through social media, I got up and I pushed myself every single day, gives them another reason to say, I could still push some more. And when you take yourself out the equations through your struggles or whatnot, you start to understand that it's not just about you and you build a different type of strength. That's a different type of strength that you build when you start to take yourself out the equation. So one, work on yourself first thing in the morning. Put effort into you. And two, take yourself out the equation. And number three, understand that what you're doing is for not just you, it's for the people around you in the long run. You got to understand that as a man, when you provide for your people, that's the best thing you can feel. So when you do something that's on a greater scale that's worth more than you, then you find the energy and the strength every day to get up no matter what. Cause you understand that if I fail, they fall like my brother and sister. They're like my kids. Cause I had to foster them at a the moment. My wife, I love her so much. The moments I feel like I just was like, what am I even doing this for? Like, what's the point of doing this? Like I'm tired. I'm this and that. But the moment I take myself out the equation and said, it's not about you sterile. And like, I get forward with myself. I know a lot of people have a hard time, but I like to be constructing myself. But like, Hey sterile, don't be a pussy. Like, get your ass up and go fucking do that shit for them because they need you. They need you. And, you know, a lot of people don't think that way, but they have to understand that everybody has somebody that looks up to you. you, Everybody has somebody that's watching you, that's cheering for you from the sidelines. And sometimes it's people that we wouldn't even expect. Like, I've had multiple people that I didn't even really know that become like, hey, man, you're Sterling Walker, man. And it's like, I remember you from back in the day. I was like, you inspired me to get going. And it's like, it's inspirational, but you just never know who's watching you. So you just got to get up every day and push yourself and do it for others because you'll find the best strength when you do it that way. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, We're coming up close to the end of the show. And these are the nine or 10 questions that I ask all my guests. I just want to get your perspective on these nine or 10 questions. With the increase in people suffering from depression, from the constant uncertainty that we've been living through for the last two, three years, three, four years what would be the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up?
1: The more thing I can say to keep your hopes up is to work on yourself. It's like, no matter what you're doing, you have to learn to better yourself through everything. Cause once you work on yourself, you can instill the confidence enough to attack any goal that you have. Cause the moment you go into things and you don't put the best into you and you put the invest into other things, you're never going to be that best person that you need to attack and come at your goals. Very cool. What's the one thing that
0: you do daily that amplifies your ability to stay focused?
1: Reflection. Reflection is the number one thing, even though I like to work out. If I don't reflect on what I regret, I never can move forward because we all have things that we regret or things we could have done better. And the moment we start to focus on those weaknesses and work on those, that's how we get just a little bit better each day because everything's about progression. It's not about perfection. Perfect. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Sure. If I had to call myself 20 years old, I'd tell them, uh, I'll say, get your ass up at three and start working out. Now I would say, um, (laughs) I would say the best thing to my 20 20 year old self right now is um, focus on what you love, focus on the passion and don't be afraid to fail because it's easier to fail when you're young because you have more time to bounce back versus when you get older and you got more responsibilities. Looking back, would you change anything? Um, The only thing I would change is I would say back then when I was a kid, I lived uh, too much for others and not enough for myself. And I say that like in some of the passions I was chasing, I think I was chasing too much passions for my father's dream, not my own. So I would tell myself, focus on more what you're passionate about.
0: What's more important for a man, his word or his purpose?
1: Mm. They both go hand in hand, but I got to say purpose because your purpose is what you're put here to do. And if you don't go after that, you're going to live a life full of regret. And the worst thing you want to have is being on your deathbed full of regrets. And I could have done this or I should have done that. What scares you? Mm, the number one thing I'll say that would scare me is, um, uh, letting my people down, letting them down and not letting them have no more confidence in me. Cause even though confidence is important to have with yourself, you don't want to have your people looking at you less because their confidence in you is also another big boost in confidence. Very cool. Where do you see sterile fitness in the next five years? Five years. I see myself working with, um, a hundred plus clients a month. And, uh, I see myself just getting more outreach on these podcasts. I just love talking to people and helping people, man. It's not really so much about the money at the end of the day. It's more about seeing more people positive because I've seen enough people that's gone down the rabbit hole and uh, it would be a shame if I had all the knowledge that can help people to my extent abilities and I not give it to them. Very cool. How about you personally? Where do you see yourself personally in the next five years? Personally in the next five years, I see, um, I see me and my wife moving back to California. We were just talking about this. We live in Dallas right now, but um, we work a lot with business and uh, we, we're looking to one day be back in California, hopefully in the next few years. That's her dream place to be in. Uh, I want to see her happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where can people find more about you? Uh, just check me out on Instagram, Sturls Fitness. That's uh, where I have all my information. Later down the line, we're going to be starting a YouTube. Uh, my wife, she's she handles all the YouTube stuff. But uh, everything you can find about me, reach out to me on Instagram. Very cool. I will post the link
0: to uh, to your Instagram account in the show notes, so everybody has easy access to you and all your content. Any final thoughts?
1: Um, if I had to say my final thoughts is um. I would just go back over the steps. Number one thing is work on yourself in the morning. Put the best as you can into you because you can invest into your car. You can invest into your job. But until you invest into yourself, you'll never be the best version of you. And um, number two, chase your passions. Don't be afraid to fail. I know a lot of people are in love with um, perfection, but perfection just creates a lot of uh, stagnation because you're too uh, worried about being perfect. Just focus on baby steps. And anything that you have regret on, work on those every day, and you'll find yourself 20 steps further ahead than what you were before. Steril, thank
0: you so much for coming on the show. Your story of resilience and th- your fight is inspiring. Um, there's two things that I actually look for a good man is, is those two things, resilience and a good fight. Coming from uh, my ancestors, it's uh, – it's what it makes, makes a man, a man like without those two things, you cannot be a man and you're already there. So, uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Your stories are absolutely amazing and how you help people in the, as with fitness really hits home for me because it's stuff that I actually preach with my clients and with myself, not really, not recently, but, it's nice. uh, you have a very <laughs> inspiring story. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing uh, your knowledge with everybody here. I appreciate you having me on, John. Going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you you will be stronger than ever before and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours until then. To everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night wherever you may be in this crazy world. Hey guys, John from Resilient Reboot Productions and The Fitness Oracle. I just wanted to thank you for watching this episode and I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, hit that bell, and share this episode if you are watching this on YouTube or on Rumble. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker FM, or whatever streaming service that you may be using, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review, as it will help us reach out to more people that are suffering from mental health issues. Now, if you haven't done so already, um, I am offering access to a free weekly newsletter that we send out every Sunday, and and it's jam-packed with podcasting tips and health and wellness tips to keep you balanced, um, in the podcasting and content creating space. So if you haven't done so already, sign up to this free newsletter. It's, uh, it's totally free. And it also gives you access to the, uh, the fitness oracle private community in mighty networks where we talk about this episode. We talk about how to implement, how you have implemented these uh, lessons that you've picked up in your life and how it's impacted your life. And we are working on a lot of great other. Um, um programs and and uh, support systems for you guys to be able to uh, to access. So if you haven't done so already, sign up to the newsletter and uh, I'll see you guys on the inside.